just turn around and walk away. <laughs> Well, hello, 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 everyone. Nice welcome. to have you back. Yes, welcome back to Don't Kill Your Darlings. I'm Monica. I'm Sarah. And we're gonna we're gonna, as usual, tell you tell you about some stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'd like to apologize in advance. I have the sniffles, and I'm going to try very, very hard to not sniffle into the mic. But it is what it is. Yeah, human bodies are weird. Yeah, exactly. Mine's being super weird right now in a lot of different ways. So just trying to keep it together. This might be a fast one because I can only I just sprayed some stuff up my nose to make me <laughs> to make me um sound okay and not like I have like wax like tampons shoved up my nose or something. But so we're gonna try to get through this fast. So, but my episodes are always like an hour long. So hopefully this one's not. <laughs> I'll do my best to keep it um, short and to the point. Fair enough. Everybody buckle up. Yeah, buckle up. Do you have anything you want to say before we start? Any, um, how was your weekend? What What's going on in your life? Tell me, tell me, tell me. It's a good weekend. Um, I went to a friend's bridal shower bachelorette party on Saturday um yeah um they they're rarely on the same day but they were um because people came in from out of town so really good food and then more really good food and then we saw this hilarious musical called six it's about henry VIII's six wives from their perspective it's a musical well it's it's not even there's not even a plot it's just song 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 oh well that's cool is it like a like what genre besides historical? Is it like a comedy? Is it like a and kind of po political comedy? Okay, okay, cool. Well, that sounds more exciting than my weekend. What did you do in your weekend? Oh, I have no idea. Um, what did what, <laughs> what did I do? Um, I Jesus, I can't. I cleaned my house at some point in there. Um, I need to do that. I should have done that. <laughs> yeah. I honestly can't think of a single thing. I had to go shopping. Not that obviously had a really exciting weekend full of debauchery. <laughs> Spent more money than I should have, certainly. That's, but, a, that's like debauchery. Yeah, yeah, light, you know, kind of. Jesus Christ, I, I went to a quilt store and I spent too much money at a quilt store, so... <laughs> I um I don't think he listens to this, so I don't have to really worry about it. But um I got my brother a I got him, Jesus. I made him a quilt for his wedding. His wedding is coming up next month. That's so um, cool. Yeah, and I made him a quilt, but I don't have the proper uh machinery to actually do like the the actual quilting part of it. Like I can do like the top layer of it, but then like when you put the top layer in the batting and then the backing, all the I don't have the proper machinery to do that quilting part of it and the overlay and stuff so i had to go pay someone to do that for me gotcha so. gotcha my aunt makes quilts um and she tried to explain it to me once and i was like that's complicated it is more complicated 
than I anticipated, certainly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, also, when you said, I don't think he listens, I thought you meant Jesus Christ, because you had just said Jesus. Oh. <laughs> I don't think he's listening either. It's <laughs> um, a good gift. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's Star Wars themed. They love Star Wars. So I, I made it. And then I and then I had someone else finish it for me as is tradition. But those machines are like four to six thousand dollars for like a not very nice one. That's like a used one. Mm-hmm. And they they're huge machines. They take up like an entire like room of your house. So yeah. I will continue to pay other people to finish my quilts for me at this time. <laughs> Valid. Yeah, I'm not ready to invest in that. Um my my mother in law has one of those cool machines and I've sent her a couple of quilts, but I um, kind of started to feel guilty because she never charged me any money and it's not like a cheap thing to do. But then I don't want to be like, how much would you charge me? You know, it's just kind of like a, the awkward in-law, like, you know, I just didn't want to, I didn't want her to make her feel like I was using her, but I also didn't want her to feel like she needed to try it. Anyway, just better that I go somewhere else. <laughs> Understandable. So, so yeah, that was my fun, spent too much money at a quilting store, <laughs> debauchery at its finest. So anyway, we, we ready to roll then? Let's I am. Keep it, keep it short to the point. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. Well, everyone, it's my week and I am going to tell you a story. Uh, we've been pretty, pretty murdery lately on on this podcast which is a little bit of a downer for some people and myself included um i don't i don't want to just do a whole bunch of murders so i am here with a story of not murder (laughs) (laughs) not even like a hint of human murder was was hatched for this story none zero zero murder zero zero human murder there there is some wildlife murder that happens but no human murder and also get ready for some absolutely horrific egg puns because (laughs) because because today i'm going to cover the story of jeffrey lendrum he is a notorious egg thief and international smuggler it's it's funny, but it's also not funny at the same time once we get into it. But I mean, it's it's kind of a lighthearted. No one's dying. So, yeah, when you mentioned you were doing this, I was like, I, are you lying to me? <laughs> it feels like a joke, but it's not. It's not. Get ready. Get ready for a wild ride. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So again, I'm going to do a little a little warning. I know I just mentioned it, but uh, while there is no human murder in this story, there is certainly wildlife abuse and death. Just as a heads up for everyone, this isn't all lighthearted and funny. Uh, this guy is not in prison for stealing eggs from a grocery store. Um, he is in prison for stealing other kinds of eggs. So... Uh, and I think it's important to note for this story, at least specifically, almost all of my information came from the same place. So I'm going to mention it at the beginning. Um, most of it comes from, um, well, a lot of it comes from an article in Outside Magazine called The Egg Thief, written by uh, Joshua Hammer, and then also a book called The Falcon Thief, 
a true tale of adventure, treachery, and the hunt for the perfect bird. Also by Joshua Hammer. Uh, apparently, Joshua Hammer did some serious investigating on this guy, and he he is like where I got almost all of my information. So uh, I, I also read like some news articles, but Jeffrey Hammer is my dude on this one. <laughs> he had probably the same info to begin with. Like, yeah, because the news articles, when I find them, tend to be like the basics. And I was like, yeah, that was already we already covered that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like there was especially on, on his last arrest, um, it was only like briefly mentioned at the end of the book. So I had to like kind of do a little bit of digging for his last arrest. Um, but, you know, whatever, we'll get there. Just wanted to give um, Joshua Hammer the credit that is due to him. Because he, uh, he worked hard. <laughs> All right, you ready? Ready to go? Okay, cool. So, Jeffrey Lendrum, our egg thief, was born in October of 1961 in Kitwe, northern Rhodesia, which is now Zambia, which is all in southern Africa. So, Jeffrey is a fourth-generation African, but of European descent. Oh, gotcha. Yes, he is very fair-skinned, if you will. Uh, he is the oldest child of Adrian and Peggy Lendrum. They are, were, well, I'm actually not sure if his parents are alive. Sorry about that one. Um, but they were, at the time, well-off white people living in South Africa. Their fancy suburban-like neighborhood was separated from the black neighborhoods in the city, Racism exists everywhere, not just in the United States. Especially during that time period in South Africa. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, uh, and the white kids in that area went to private schools and they learned all about British history in school and they played cricket and they went to ballet performances and plays at the theater, you know, like pompous British shit. So that's how Jeffrey grew up. We'll just keep that in mind kind of an entitled little prick if you will yes i will if you will <laughs> <laughs> so and jeffrey um of course he wasn't exactly like a star student growing up uh he was he was plenty smart enough but he would much rather be outside running around than sitting in a classroom so jeffrey was also really close to his father adrian like he and his dad were like tight they were super close and his father, Adrian, was very fond of, of the birds, of birds. So, yeah, his dad, Adrian, had a collection of hollowed out bird eggs, among like other collections. He had like butterflies and bugs and very outdoorsy, but like pompous collector people at the same time. Uh, so one day... Uh, his dad asked Jeffrey to join him in raiding the nest of a bird near their home so that he could add the eggs to his collection. And Jeffrey was, I want, he was young. I want to say he was like eight at the time. Um, so after Jeffrey retrieved the eggs from the nest, his father showed him how to blow the eggs to empty the contents. So for those who don't know, Basically, to blow an egg, you make a tiny hole at one end of the egg and then a slightly larger hole on the other end. 
And then you insert a small thin rod, like a safety pin or a paper clip, or they actually make like special tiny little rods for it. And you um, stir up the contents of the egg, and then you blow everything out of the larger hole on the other end. Um, blowing out eggs is actually like a relatively common practice. A lot of people do it at Easter time for decorations. I've seen videos of it. Yeah, yeah. And like games and stuff like one of my friends, uh, he said that his family always, instead of doing hard-boiled eggs at Easter, he always, um, his family does like the blown out eggs and they fill them with confetti and smack them on each other's heads, <laughs> which I thought was a really cool Easter tradition. <laughs> ah. Like just come up from behind and smash them on the head with a confetti filled egg. <laughs> I, I thought that was rad and I might have to try it next year. Yeah, that is cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like a lot of people do it. However, the eggs that Jeffrey and his father were blowing out were wild laid eggs. They weren't the unfertilized eggs that we all get at the grocery store. These eggs had live embryos in them. No one can see my face right now, but it's a yucky face. It's yucky. It's just sad. Like just leave nature alone. Like if they were unfertilized eggs or like unviable eggs or like an abandoned nest you know whatever i'd be i'd be cool with it be like collect those eggs motherfuckers like you do you but they were stealing live eggs it's just sad Mm -hmm. it is and of course jeffrey's learning this from his dad so he doesn't see where that could have any sort of moral ambiguousness i guess Mm -hmm. Not even, that's probably the wrong word, but you know. Beauty. Yeah, dad says it's okay. So, you know, so it is, I guess, to him. So um, about this time is when Jeffrey's fascination with birds began. So he and his dad frequently went out on hikes and like adventures to find um, all different kinds of species of birds to take their eggs for their collection. And obviously they were aiming to find like the more rare species, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't like a normal hike. Like Jeffrey was like really agile and like fast and nimble. And he was like super good at climbing super tall trees with no safety precautions. I was going to say, I'm picturing him like scampering up the tree like a squirrel. Oh yeah, that's basically it. And his dad was like, sweet, I got this 11-year-old kid, like 8 to 11-year-old kid, like, go get, go up there, like, go get it, dude, (laughs) you know? That sounds like child labor for one, but okay. A little bit, but yeah, and there are no safety precautions. Mm -hmm. Like, and, okay, so they were like scrambling up cliffs too, because a lot of like birds of prey, they nest on cliff sides. Yeah. And they're doing this all the time, like inclement weather, like whatever's going on. Like it, it's a ser- it's not a typical 11 year old bird watching expedition. <laughs> it's not. Um, so Jeffrey and his dad uh, researched birds together and they were actually like super highly regarded amongst the birding community at the time. Uh, they were frequently invited to very selective ornithological field projects. That's a big word for me, everyone. I had to practice it a lot. (laughs) Uh, Ornithological field projects, including the African Black Eagle Survey in 1973, 
when Jeffrey was around 13. So the African Black Eagle Survey was created to observe the rare and protected African Black Eagle through an entire life cycle from courtship, mating, nesting, incubation, babies popping out of damn eggs, feeding, and then and then all, all over again. Babies popping out of damn eggs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm trying to... um. Uh, not do direct quotes here. So you're getting my little <laughs> flare on things. <laughs> yeah. So, so Jeffrey and his dad worked on this project for several years. Uh, they were often invited to join other similar project for different species of migratory birds. However, after a few years, other team members slowly started to become suspicious of the father son team. Uh, when other members stopped by to check on the nests that Jeffrey and his father were monitoring, they began noticing that many times the nest was empty, despite the Lendrum's reports that there was activity in the nests. So they're lying on all these like official ornithological reports. Mm-hmm. People are starting to notice. Like- so... I said, yikes, and I'm guessing it gets worse. Oh, it doesn't get better. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So at this time, I'm going to discuss some laws about birds of prey. I'm assuming you know about like some some birds of prey laws, right? At yeah. Least. yeah, right. Everyone does, right? I don't I'm not an expert. I'm not an or- ornithologist. Well, yeah, but you know, you're not supposed to like kill birds of prey. Like don't don't touch a bald eagle, right? Like eagle well for one they're real mean and real big so (laughs) yeah Yeah. well anyway so just in case some some people might not know but uh birds of prey are protected in most parts of the world Mm -hmm. so in most places it is illegal to possess kill or disturb any bird of prey it is also illegal to destroy a nest that young birds rely on for survival also The Migratory Bird Treaty Act makes it illegal for anyone to take, possess, import, export, transport, sell, purchase, barter, or offer for sale, purchase, or barter any migratory bird, or the parts, nests, or eggs of such a bird. Did you get all that? So don't do shit to birds. Don't touch the migratory birds. (laughs) Unless you have a valid permit issued pursuant to regulations. Okay. So anyway, don't fuck with migratory birds and birds of prey are all considered migratory birds, BTW. So the laws I just quoted are all specific to the United States, but again, most countries have similar laws, if not all countries, I'm not, it was hard to, it was hard to tell, but I'm pretty sure most, if not all countries have similar laws in place to protect migratory birds and endangered birds. I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is so, sense. Yeah. Right? These are, yeah, you got to protect them. They're apex predators, as it turns out. I know. I learned so many new I words. love that phrase, by the way. <laughs> I learned so many new phrases. I was like reading this book, and it's okay. I'm going to go back to this book just for a hot second. It is a very well written book. And if I had not known in advance that it was nonfiction, 
I would have completely thought that it was like a made up fictional story and it was written so good. Like it was written like a fictional story, but it's not. So it's very like engrossing and you want to keep reading. It is. Yeah. And I, I honestly didn't have time to read like the entire thing. And it, I was kind of like disappointed. I might have to start it over again. Some, some parts I had to skim. I was like, oh, I don't have time for this, <laughs> but it's a very good book anyway. So back to the Lendrums. So obviously their noticed behavior in the, in the birding community uh, was not only very concerning, but also illegal if they were actually poaching eggs as suspected. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> yeah, fun. Okay, sorry. Continuing. Um, slowly, the Lendrums fell out of regard with the ornithological community and whispers and allegations started to circulate. This eventually led to a police raid of their home in 1983. They were living in Zimbabwe at the time, and with the help of environmentalists, officials were able to raid the home after a months-long probe into the family's behaviors. Officers brought a bird expert with them because they're smart and they wanted to make sure that they knew what they were looking at. So when they got into the house, what they discovered was an excellent but also <laughs> astonishing collection of just short of a thousand eggs which is what? actually not excellent it's actually pretty shitty because you have to remember they were live eggs that they were stealing and blowing out so the lendrums basically had an entire library filled with drawers and drawers of meticulously cataloged eggs they had everything from the eggs of super common birds uh, to extremely endangered species, like on the brink of extinction. They had everything from songbirds to peregrine falcons. Ooh. Yes. And of course, the Lendrums tried to play it off like their collection was normal amongst bird enthusiasts. <laughs> and this is actually a quote. They called it a schoolboy collection. What needs the thousand of anything for starters? <laughs> right? Especially not something illegal. Yeah, exactly. So obviously the bird expert that the officials had brought with uh, confirmed that that's simply not true and that most schoolboys don't have peregrine falcon eggs in their house in a drawer blown out, you know. So what they also found in their house was two peregrine falcon eggs in their refrigerator. Why? Fun fact. Oh, I'm about to tell you why. Fun fact, placing freshly laid fertile eggs in their refrigerator would keep them in, quote, suspended animation, unquote. And the embryos can actually survive for more than a week in this state. Hmm. Yes. So basically they were keeping the embryos alive until they could get them warm again. Yeah, they're, they're in suspended animation in the fridge. Oh, I know. So the Lendrums, of course, stated that the eggs did not contain viable embryos and that they were heading to their egg collection and that they were only in the fridge to cool them down. 
I'm not sure why you would need to cool down an egg to blow it out. But also, if it's not viable, it doesn't need cooling down. Yeah, like, why would you need to cool it down to blow it out if it's going into your egg collection? Yeah, because all the other ones they did were bird temperature. Right? Yeah, that was my assumption. Nature temperature? I don't know what to call it. It's not room temperature. (laughs) I mean, butt temperature? (laughs) Like, like bird butt temperature? (laughs) That's that's the temperature it was for to the best of my knowledge. Um anyway, uh the expert, the bird expert that the officials brought with, uh very highly suspected that the eggs were in fact viable embryos and that the Lendrums were preserving them in order to sell them live on the black market. Oh no. Oh yes. So All of the eggs were confiscated from the home, including the two refrigerated ones, as well as uh, they also had like a card catalog that contained meticulous details about each egg, including where it originally came from and when, and like a little anecdote about the egg. Um, So the Lendrums were arrested and... Good. Good. Oh, good. Yes. Very good. Yes. Um... So uh, the information in the card catalog was also evaluated, and it turned out that the suspicions in the bird researching community uh, was correct, and the Lendrums had been stealing eggs from research sites all along. At least they suspected accurately and were able to, like, act on it. Act on it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's just shitty because, like, the the studies that they were doing and like participating in it was all protected species of birds of prey like rare animals that they basically were getting direct access to the eggs like you know it's just annoying that they would do it mm-hmm. oh, they're just they're protected for a reason exactly and they were supposed to be part of like a scientific research like it's just sad people suck yeah yeah so anyway um jeffrey and his dad went to trial in 1984 where they were both found guilty of theft and illegal possession they were both fined at two thousand five hundred dollars their egg collection was confiscated along with all of their incubating equipment and their truck for some reason i don't know why their truck was confiscated but And then they were both sentenced to four months each in prison. However, the prison time was suspended. So if they stayed out of trouble for five years, they wouldn't have to serve the time at all. So they actually didn't, neither one of us, neither one of them actually served any time for this first offense. Wouldn't you start with a prison sentence and then see if they had good behavior and then let them out on probation for five years, not the other way around? (laughs) I don't know the 1980s in africa i don't know yeah i don't know either but that's not how it happened um Mm -hmm. they were also banned from all of zimbabwe's national parks though good so that's good um but what's bad is of course this isn't the end of jeffrey land Land landrums jesus i spelled that wrong it's landrum wow good notes monica (laughs) of course it isn't the end of jeffrey landrum's illegal pursuits uh, in the early 2000s, he made his way to northern Quebec, Canada. He actually filmed himself. Okay, this is where it gets like fucking wild. So 
this guy and obviously he's doing this shit like in between 1985 and the year 2000s like this is just the next time he got caught like mm-hmm. this isn't his only pursuit but <laughs> he um he filmed he he rented a helicopter piloted by one of his friends and had like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of equipment with him and he actually filmed himself being lowered from a helicopter to collect eggs from the nests of several, and I think I'm going to pronounce this wrong, but jeer falcons. Like, like it's like a fucking movie. Yeah. Yeah. And so over the course of four days, uh, Lendrum and his team, he had a couple people with him. Um, they found 19 nests and stole 27 eggs. Jeez. I know. And he planned on selling the footage. Like I said, he like literally took footage of himself breaking the law because this is just how fucking ridiculous he is. Uh, And he planned on selling the footage to nature documentary companies when he got home. Um, And his cover when he was like talking to the locals was that he worked for National Geographic and that they were on an official expedition. He said like a liar. Yeah, but but he wasn't. No, exactly. But it, it was all illegal. But um, on this particular mission, he actually made it home and got most, if not all, of the eggs back alive to his buyer in his carry-on luggage wrapped in wool socks. Like he traveled from Canada across the world with these jeer falcons and maybe it's it's got to be jeer falcon like but it's a it's a bird of prey it's a fucking falcon eggs wrapped in wool socks and his carry-on luggage for one i'm impressed they didn't break for two there's a reason that you know livestock and slash animals aren't allowed on planes anymore and it's probably this dude um and wool socks wool socks and i guess he traveled with like an incubator like a, a portable incubator to like keep them alive because they all made it back alive like the guy knows what he's doing that's the problem i know well you want to know the other problem yes who in the world would buy black market illegal eggs would you say creepy people creepy people um so i'm gonna ask you a question here where in the world are falcons and birds of prey revered and falconry is extremely popular guesses um so isn't falconry like something a lot of people in england do yeah but that's not I like the world I don't, no you don't I, know the same way don't know shit about chickens i don't know shit about falcons <laughs> <laughs> same genre almost <laughs> oh my god what if chickens were predatory oh my god okay i'm sorry we're gonna... <laughs> uh, anyway uh united arab emirates is that how you oh, pronounce yes yes, yes. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, so they are the premier world center for falconry. Uh, the falcon is the national bird. Oh. Yes, they have hugely popular falcon racing events there. Hmm. And the like, they're put on by like... I'm going to sound stupid for a brief second because I remember reading it, but I don't remember the um, term... I want to say the government, but I'm pretty sure it's a monarchy over there. I'm pretty sure there's like kings and princes and anyway, those people, people, rich, yes. people, rich, important people. 
Yes, exactly. They put on like falcon races and the prizes for winning are like ridiculous, like millions of dollars if your falcon wins. Wow. Because they have too much money. Mm-hmm. And Dubai, it, it's specifically in Dubai, it's a, it's a pretty fucking wealthy area. Yeah. Another fun bird fact, this one was actually like blew my mind. The peregrine falcon is the fastest animal on the planet. Ooh. Yes. When they are diving to capture their prey, they've been clocked in at over 200 miles per hour. What? Yes. Like you thought the cheetah was fast. No. Peregrine falcons, when they are diving for their prey, they've been clocked at over 200 miles per hour. I suppose they're more aerodynamic than a cheetah. Oh, much more. Yeah. And they're already like in the air and their gravity is helping them a little bit. But so, yeah. Anyway, I thought that was cool. Can you imagine one coming directly at a peck of your head? Oh, I, I would. I They could kill me. I'm pretty sure. Well, that, would, that, would, that would kill anybody. Yeah. 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 Um, so why black market illegal eggs? So it is believed among competitive falcon racers that wild falcons are naturally faster and hardier than legally bred falcons. So the uh, falcon eggs that Jeffrey had taken from Canada would each fetch about $30,000 on the black market at the time. Which experience? Which explains how he was able to afford all that crazy equipment and the helicopters and whatever else you need to fucking get yourself out of a helicopter on like <laughs> ropes. I'm assuming he needs some heavy duty ropes. <laughs> like, yeah. And before he was selling them, he might have even had sponsors who had heard of his history. Yeah, exactly. But each egg is $30,000. And reminder, he stole 27 eggs in one trip. So the the illegal falcon egg egg trade is a pretty lucrative one. Yeah. So you can see why he's doing. And again, this is just like when he got caught. Like, fuck. It makes me so mad. Like, ugh. Anyway. So back to Jeffrey. Uh, Since his first visit to Quebec was so successful, he soon planned another trip in 2002 but this time he made a mistake and he went with a different local to quebec helicopter pilot instead of his friend i guess his friend was from california and it was like very expensive to have his friend do it so he was like oh i'm just gonna have a local helicopter pilot do it while i break a ton of wildlife laws from this country specifically yeah like He's very, I mean, he's obviously been doing it for a long time and he has all of the moxie isn't the right word. Uh, I was going to say he got too big for his britches or he got kind of cocky. Yeah, cocky. That's the word I was going for. Yeah. Uh, so that proved to be his downfall. So, duh. So since it was a new pilot, Jeffrey asked, asked the pilot to simply drop them off in a remote area and then come back for him 90 minutes later. Um, while like he figured it'd take 90 minutes to get the eggs out of the nest. Um, and Lendrum was not the only one involved. Um, he had a, a couple other people, um, but he's the one that I'm focusing on. Like, I don't have time to talk about all the other stupid people. Um, but there were other people. And I guess like the other guy, like Lendrum didn't tell the other guy his plan. 
So the other guy like just gets lowered out of a helicopter and then the helicopter leaves and Lundrum's <laughs> just like, oh yeah, he's coming back in 90 minutes. And the other guy was like, we don't have any survival equipment. What if he doesn't come back? Like we're literally in the middle of fucking nowhere, Canada. <laughs> like they didn't have any radios. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know that's just like a funny side note of how stupid they are. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so they get dropped off. They go raid some some nests, and then the helicopter pilot would come and get them. Ninety minutes later, and they did this several times a day, and like the helicopter pilot was like, "What are they doing?" Like he got all suspicious. He was like, "These motherfuckers up to no good." So, uh, since the helicopter pilot was a local, he happened to be friends with a law enforcement officer in Quebec's Wildlife Protection Agency. Good on him. Yeah. So helicopter pilot uh, told his friend what was up and the wildlife officials uh, ended up retracing Jeffrey's travels. Um, and like after they left, they would like come on the same route and like follow Lundrum's footprints in the snow. Cause it's, it's like late winter, early spring and discovered they were stealing eggs. They didn't even cover their tracks. No, they're stupid. Yeah. So anyway, the police raided their hotel room and they found all the evidence they needed to convict them of illegal hunting and wild egg possession. So while uh, Quebec authorities suspected that the plan was to smuggle the eggs out of the country, they found no proof of it, unfortunately. And since they caught them in the hotel, he wasn't in the act either. So... What happened was Jeffrey Lendrum pleaded guilty to 12 charges, that's how many eggs he had, of uh, illegal hunting and wild egg possession. And he paid a fine of $7,250 and he was told to leave Canada the next day. That's not a very big fine. No, no. It was kind of like a, sl- I mean, each egg is 30. You think he has, I mean, and get the fuck out of Canada isn't really a, it's more of a slap on the wrist. Barely. (laughs) Yeah. Especially when you think of how much fucking money this guy has. Mm -hmm. So if you think Jeffrey gave up his illegal activities at this point, you would be dead wrong because he's a bad egg. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) I was hoping you were going to make that reference. Uh, Yes, of course I did. um let's see let's see sorry now i've lost my spot because i was just so chuffed with myself um okay so now we are in 2010 this is where jeffrey gained international notoriety because he was caught in birmingham international airport smuggling 14 eggs like he was actually in the process of smuggling the eggs this time Prior to this, he was just sort of known in the birding community as an asshole and like he got fined a lot, but this is where he actually like got international attention and like news articles written about him and stuff. So on May 3rd, 2010, a janitor noticed some suspicious behavior about a man in the Emirates. Is that how you pronounce that word? Emirates? Mm -hmm. Emirates? Emirates. 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 Okay, good. I was I questioning myself for no reason. <laughs> so 
Um, the janitor noticed a, a suspicious man in the Emirates lounge who was taking a longer time in the shower room than most people would. So I know it's just kind of I'm like, you don't want to think of any of the possibilities. <laughs> no. And honestly, any of the possibilities that you could think of were not what it was. <laughs> yeah. So, um, after the suspicious man left the shower, the janitor went in to clean it, and lo and behold, the entire shower area was bone dry. There was no water was used. This guy was just chilling in the shower room for like a very long time. So the janitor uh, was super nosy, as I would be as well. And he started poking around the room to try to figure out what happened in there. He was like lifting up ceiling panels, like trying to find if he like hid something in there. Uh, and when the janitor, bless his soul, um, when he looked in the trash, he saw an egg carton with a single red egg in it. So, of course, this janitor is like, this shady motherfucker is a terrorist of some kind. <laughs> I would think so right like you're like he's he's suspicious and like what the fuck is this egg doing here like he's suspicious terrorist he's either 2010 2010 yeah okay terrorist yeah yeah terrorist for sure um so uh the janitor alerts the airport authorities who quickly arrest the shady dude who is of course jeffrey fucking lendrum so they take him into a back room and they start talking to him and asking about the egg and the trash. And eventually they, they search him. So they're like, okay, sir, take off your clothes. And he takes off his shirt and he has this motherfucker has 14 peregrine falcon eggs inside of woolen socks, literally taped to his abdomen. Sorry, I was picturing, you know, like this, oh, like the like a sketchy guy in a trench coat. Like, oh my <laughs> God. What do you want to buy? <laughs> no, this mother has his abdomen and chest. Yes. Yes. Which egg do you want? <laughs> well, they were like, they were in, they were like four or five eggs per wool sock. And like each egg was like placed in there and then like separated by like a, like a string. So like, it was like sausages almost like they were separate. They, so they weren't like hitting each other to keep them safe and keep them warm because he didn't, didn't have an incubator. So he just strapped them to his fucking abdomen. I started laughing so hard. I went silent. <laughs> I know. So the security people are like, um, what kind of fuckery is this? And this fucking peanut shell is a pathological liar. And he says, this is what he says. He says that the raw eggs are for his alignment and that his doctor suggested that he wear raw duck eggs strapped to his body to keep him from slouching. <laughs> like, that's this man's fucking excuse. Like, that was to him a rational explanation as to why he had eggs taped to his abdomen and also usually when you slouch you slouch forward and that's more weight on your body in them eggs 
Yeah, yeah. So that's what he said. Like the doctor, it would keep him from slouching if there were raw eggs that would break when he slouched forward. Oh, gotcha. I thought maybe. Okay. Yeah. That no, they were all on the front side. And he said that his doctor said to have raw eggs on his abdomen to keep him from slouching. So oh. I guess hot tip for anyone that needs to work on their, um, on their slouching, put some raw eggs on your abdomen. <sighs> okay. So anyway, that explanation was quickly dismissed when security called in a bird expert to verify that the eggs were in fact peregrine falcon eggs and not duck eggs. They also searched his vehicle at the airport and found thousands of dollars of incubation equipment in the trunk. Of course they did. Of course. So Lendrum pleaded guilty to one count of theft of a protected species and one count of attempting to export a protected species. So finally, he serves prison time. Thank you. Finally. Uh, he was sentenced to two and a half years at uh, Hewell Prison, where he was known as the Birdman. <laughs> um, like, can you imagine being in prison and this guy, like, you're like, hey, what are you in for? And he's like, I stole some bird eggs. I'm the Birdman. <laughs> I'd be like, that guy's fucking crazy. Stay the fuck away from him. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I bet no one fucked with him. They were like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Um. <laughs> Anyway, even though he was sentenced for two and a half years, he was released after only nine months and then on parole for nine months after that. And then he was just free. Oh, but that's not the end. That is the funniest one. And I'm almost done, but it's not the end. It was the end, but I, it, was, it was deeply funny. <laughs> right? I just, anyway, that's like the, that, that story, that part of the story is the whole reason why I wanted to tell it. I was like, what is this? <laughs> it takes, it takes the cake. Yes, exactly. So next up in November of 2015, so he's escalating or de-es- de-escalating? He's escalating. Devolving is the word I was looking for. He's oh, devolving, really? but escalating. <laughs> Like, it's taking less time for him to get caught in between. So in November of 2015, he was arrested in Brazil for being caught trying to take eggs from a rare subspecies of peregrine falcon that he had stolen from Chile. Uh, Basically, wildlife protection police in Brazil were given a heads up by Chilean officials that Jeffrey was going to be smuggling eggs through their airports. Uh, the Chilean officials were actually very smart and they did not want to arrest him before he left Chile because they wanted to catch him in the act. Makes sense. Yes. So when he was arrested in Brazil, it's not an exciting one. I don't think he had them strapped to his body. I think they were in, no, that was a, that was a noise. Um, I think they were in his socks or something, or he had an incubator in his carry on or something. So anyway, he was arrested in Brazil and he was sentenced to four and a half years. Okay. But he was released on bail in January of 2016. So three months later. And he peaced out and fled the country. Oh, God. As expected. <laughs> Get it? Yeah. I liked it. Okay. I do love, a, I do love a good pun. Okay. Well, what is it? No, I said I do love oh, you. Like, I thought you said you had one. 
Um, sorry for all the beeping noises, everyone. Um, I think I have like a virus on my computer and now just this same thing keeps on popping up. So I'm going to ignore it and hopefully this continues to record. <laughs> uh, I'm almost done. So I think I got time. Um, anyway, so fled Brazil, never served any prison time there um, because he peaced out when he was uh, on bail. Was he exonerated? <gasps> no. <laughs> no. no, but that's a good one. <laughs> Um, so next up, and this is the last, this is the last sighting, if you will, of him. In June 2018, he was caught at London Heathrow Airport. Oh, this one's funny too. Uh, well, I mean, not, but you'll see. He was caught at London Heathrow Airport attempting to smuggle 19 eggs through to uh, the Middle East. He also had an additional two eggs that had already uh, hatched in the process. So he had two live chicks with him trying to go through an airport in 2018 19 and it's heathrow yeah like the balls on this guy the I, eggs if you will <laughs> i will <laughs> like it's 2018 and he's trying to go through london heathrow with 19 eggs i'm sure strapped though they were strapped to his body again they were actually like strapped to his abdomen again and two live ones like i don't know if you've ever heard a baby bird but they're fucking loud <laughs> where were the live ones were they in his pockets i don't know i couldn't find anything i just know that two of them hatched like obviously they hatched like in an airport <laughs> they're airport babies oh my god i wonder where they have citizenship <laughs> Oh my god. I don't know how he got away with this for so long. Like this is really only like the fourth time he's he got caught. Mm -hmm. He's been doing it for a long time. Clearly. Yeah, it, especially after 9-11. It just like blows my mind. Like, how the mm -hmm. fuck does someone get through security with some fucking eggs? Like yeah. I I don't understand. there's liquid in the eggs. You can only have a certain anyway, I'm just my my mind is blown. I don't understand what the fuck is uh, how 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 he did it. Maybe um, that's why on his body, so they wouldn't go through the X-ray scanner. They would just go through the metal detector. Yeah, I think that's. I'm sure that's how he did it. But he keeps them warm. But he. But that doesn't work. That only works if it's a metal detector, not one of the ones you have to stand with your hands above the head and they like violate you through video. Yeah, so only if it's a metal detector. Some places yeah. still do have metal detectors. Yeah, true. But anyway, um, <laughs> security at London Heathrow was suspicious of him because he was wearing a heavy coat in June. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's when they searched him and found the eggs, uh, like I said, strapped to his body. Uh, he was found guilty again, of course. And this time he was sentenced to 37 months in prison where he still remains to this day finally he should be getting out soon but because that was in 2018 and he was sentenced to 37 months mm -hmm. i don't know if the um if the sentence came down in 2018 it might have come down in 2019 as you know these things take time um but uh in june of 2020 he asked to be released on good behavior but he lost the bid and was denied early release but I mean, his recidivism, his recidivism rates are pretty high. He's not fixing himself while he's, you know, in these jail sentences. 
Um, he called himself the Pablo Escobar of eggs. So I'm going to go ahead and say there's not a lot of um, remorse. Yeah, he's not going to change his his tune here. No. No. So uh, that's it. That is the story of uh, Jeffrey Lendrum, international egg thief and smuggler. That was fascinating. <laughs> right? I know a lot more about birds now than I did a week ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have another egg pun. Oh, yes. He didn't change because a speckled egg can't change its speckles. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. Yes. Yeah. Like a leopard can't change its spots. <laughs> yes. A little exactly. bit more of a reach, I realize. <laughs> eh, well, you know, they're all kind of a reach. <laughs> it's fine. It's. <laughs> I, I, I don't know shit about birds. <laughs> I, I know more now than I thought I did. But um, yeah, I, I tried to put in more um, egg puns, but yeah there's only so many times you can replace an ex with an egg so (laughs) that's true Mm -hmm. yeah so that's it short i don't know i actually don't know how short that was but it was was the story and no murders no murders yeah except except of baby birds i know well and a lot of them actually made it because he knew what he was doing so that's that's a positive yep to come out of it and two of them are british citizens now yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can actually, uh, if you go on YouTube, you can mm. actually watch um, some of the uh, Peregrine Falcon eggs that like that came from Jeffrey Lindrum. You can watch them um, after they hatched being put back into a, a nest with in the wild. So That's cute. I, I love animal videos. Yeah, it's super cute, but very loud. Good God, those animals are loud. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah fascinating thank you for sharing you're welcome i thought i would do something fun that wasn't murdery yeah yeah definitely and again highly Mm -hmm. recommend the book um it's called the falcon thief the falcon thief a true tale of adventure treachery and the hunt for the perfect bird nice so if anyone if anyone wants to know a fuck ton about birds there you go Mm -hmm. and it also like kind of details like what he was doing in between getting caught but that wasn't for a true crime podcast i wasn't gonna yeah get too far into that so yeah fair enough and i skimmed (laughs) the nitty-gritty of the crimes yeah exactly yeah um so that's that um uh, sarah tell the people where they can find us um dkyd podcast is our instagram and our email is dkydpodcast at gmail.com Yes, and I haven't gotten any emails from anyone. So um, if someone can boost my ego a little bit and shoot shoot us an email, <laughs> that would be really cool. Otherwise, I'm going to have to resort to emailing myself. <laughs> and that's a little embarrassing because then I'll have to have a whole conversation with myself. Or I can pretend to be someone else and then have Sarah answer it. That'll be fun too. But You mean like when we used to contact each other via MySpace? Oh, my God. I forgot about MySpace. Through your account because I didn't have one. <laughs> Oh my god. I I actually every once in a while I get this little wild hair and I try to log into MySpace and it never works. I don't know. I don't even know what email address I used. Or I think it might be just like completely gone now. I know they sold it for a lot of money a while ago, but Yeah, they probably purged it. Um I also occasionally try to log into Neopets 
nice, <laughs> but it never works. <laughs> I always try, but um, yeah, I just, I just every sometimes I just think about it and I'm like, oh, I should try to log into there. I still have a live journal. I've not tried logging into it, but it still exists. Oh my god, I should try live journal tonight. That sounds like <laughs> fun. <laughs> a fun deep dive into the emo journey. Oh my god, I was so emo. Me too. We were super emo. Yeah. I'm proud of it though. You know, I freaking love me some emo jams still. Absolutely. So, it's making um, a comeback. My stepdaughter, she's eight. She, I bought her, um, she has this problem. She wears hoods in school and it's very distracting. And she's, anyway, she's not allowed to wear hoodies at school anymore because we told her that she can't. And now she just has to wear like crew necks, you know, our rule so she can actually focus on school when she's there instead of hiding in her hoodie. And I was like, to make her feel better about it, I like went and bought her a bunch of blank crew necks and like, I have a cricket and I was like, hey, we can like make the shirt say whatever you want. Like, well. You know, like, you know, one of them, uh, I don't even remember what she put on the other ones, um, but one of them, she wanted it to say emo kid. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm sharing the emo love with new generations. That's all. Very cool. I think I made it through most of that without sniffling. Everyone congratulate me. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm a golf club. <laughs> that was a golf clap. Yes, it was. Um, anyway, before my uh, runny nose comes back, I guess we are going to call it. So, yeah. yeah, thanks. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Monica. I'm Sarah. And stay fresh. These bags. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Love you guys. Bye. <laughs> oh, no, wait. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> we almost forgot a fun fact. <laughs> oh, a fun fact. Uh... I have one. I have okay. one. If you, it's just uh, because I was like really deep diving into nature. Mm-hmm. I have a couple. Um, so one of them is I already knew this, but it's just a fun fact. Uh, polar bears uh, have black skin. Oh. Their fur is white, but their skin is black. Interesting. What and is polar bear? I know. Isn't that cool? Yeah. I already knew that somehow. I don't remember why it was like in some something I watched when I was a kid. And then second fact is kangaroos can't go backwards. That makes sense. <laughs> the way their legs bend. Yeah, the way they're, yeah, they're only going forward. I have a fun one. Mm-hmm. Cows can't go downstairs. I did know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, good nature ones. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> we almost left you high and dry with the animal facts almost i did i did sprinkle some in oh, yeah. my in my oh speckled i speckled some in yes. my, <laughs> in my story mm-hmm. um but now there's now there's unrelated ones this is kind of a lighthearted kind of yeah, story yeah. so absolutely this we one we didn't yeah. <laughs> yeah, we didn't need the fun facts as badly. This one wasn't so like soul crushingly sad. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well now we're actually leaving. Love you cheese bags. <laughs> Stay fresh. <laughs> <laughs>